Yes. I'm here. Oh, I got peanut butter in my teeth. Oh, that's better. Okay, so I did my homework assignment. Like I promised in podcasts gone by, I watched The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. I'm gonna set the stage. There. There. There are times when I... Alright, so you get it. You've heard that. You know what I'm talking about. Everyone's heard of this movie. Um, Seems like everyone my age when I said I'm finally watching this. Well, I didn't say I'm watching this. I said I'm watching it. Not finally. And they're like, oh, that's a great choice. So I apparently am the last person of my age group to watch this. And basically there were there's two two buckets I would put all these classic movies I'm supposed to watch in. There's the, the movies that I love every second of them. And there's the movie where maybe I'm happy when it's over. I'm glad I, I went through it. I understand why it was a classic, but it was like kind of a chore to get through. I am happy to report that the good, the bad, and the ugly... Excuse me. That's what I get for cleaning the peanut butter out of my teeth with bubbly water. Uh, The good, the bad, and the ugly is an absolute delight to watch. Every scene is gold. I was 90 seconds into it, and I was just so happy. Just everything about it is great. I've learned that Quentin Tarantino is not a uh, an inventor of a style so much as uh, completely inspired by, uh, pays homage to, uh, well, now I want to see more of these movies because this, this has such a style, such a quality to the characters and the storytelling and what you show. Just the first scene where you're looking at, you know, a field of grass and then this face pokes up from the side and it's all distorted because of the camera angle whatever but it's just this goofy expression of this guy and you just know it's going to be uh that you're in good hands from there on out because that guy you you can tell this is not uh, uh speaking of movies i'm supposed to watch this is not citizen kane this is not made by someone with a deep respect for uh, pomp and circumstance of a well uh, crafted high high and mighty uh, th- this is by someone who understands the rules and breaks like all of them it's it's so it's so goddamn fun um, so you've got you got the good character the bad character and the ugly character I'd say none of them are good uh, they're, they're all varying shades of bad. If they didn't tell you who the good, the bad, and the ugly was, uh, well, maybe the ugly, there's, you know, Clint Eastwood obviously is, a a, a fine-looking gentleman. Uh, the, the bad guy is a fine-looking gentleman, and they've got the ugly guy, uh, kind of haggard 
he's got more dirt makeup on than than the other two, so maybe you could have guessed who the ugly was. But like, there's no good guy. Like the the trope, the the old western, the the, the person with the white hat, who's dedicated his life to uh, like celibate, uh, honorable living, going into the town, rescuing the town from the bad guy and then riding off into the sunset. There's there's nothing like that here. There's, I'd say, the bad, uh, the b b bad and badder uh, would probably be a, a better title. But uh, I don't know. I mean, they all kind of have their honor. I don't know. It's it's just, I don't know what I'm why I'm making this point other than it's not what a, uh, a western. Uh, trope that I expected. I, I knew enough, like, I knew it ended with a... I've heard it referred to as a Mexican standoff, or a... Was it a truel? A three-way... Three, three people in a triangle with guns, and they can shoot whoever they want, and you hope for the best. Um, I didn't know how it ended from there. I just knew that the faced off. There was enough of uh, that popular culture leaking into my life uh it's good it the whole fucking thing's good uh the thing that really blows my mind it's it's a foreign film it's not made wasn't made in america it wasn't written or directed by an american it was uh written by uh i believe an, an italian director uh who shot it in spain and they just hired actors from all over with all kinds of different dialects. Like there's a scene with, uh, with the ugly. Uh, he's named Tuco. Um, and there's a scene where he meets his brother. And Tuco's a bandit, an outlaw. And his brother is a priest. And they make the point that uh, when you're as poor as their family was... You have two choices. You can either be a bandit or a priest. And the bandit said that the brother just wasn't brave enough to be a bandit, so he became a priest. He wasn't willing to do the hard work it took to become a bandit, which is great. And there's little, little points like that all throughout. But uh, a little behind the scenes, uh, apparently the, the actor Tuco couldn't speak Spanish, uh, you know, spoke English and French, and uh, I don't know how much else, but the actor who played his brother couldn't speak English, only spoke Spanish, because I guess he was from Spain, and so they shot the scene, and everyone knew their lines in their own language, and so everyone just said their lines in their own language, and they didn't worry about any thing that people said because they just went in and overdubbed the whole movie in different languages and that's really apparent when you're watching it that's i i found it uh fun watching you know people's mouths rarely line up with what they're saying especially some actors you can tell they weren't speaking english at all and they're just you, their mouths are moving at the same time they're talking so like i've seen overdubbed movies 
but this is the first time I've seen an overdubbed movie where half the people are speaking English and the other half of the people on the screen, even in the same scene, aren't speaking English. So sometimes they line up and sometimes they don't. So that was that was a joy. Fucking joy. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of things that I would not expect to see in this movie unless it was written by a foreign director. Like it's set during the Civil War period. And like the question is, well, why did they set it during the Civil War period? Well, why does anyone write a movie set during the Civil War with Civil War soldiers, the North and the South, fighting each other and the characters are wandering through it? You know, usually if you do that, you're trying to say something about the Civil War and uh, they make no point about the Civil War. There's no mention like of slavery or saving the Union. It's just there's two armies and they're on different sides of a river and they're fighting against each other. And the people, the main characters in the story are just out to get some money and they know that it's dangerous for them to get in the middle of a battle and that's as much as they care about the civil war and to to just just to see someone visit that period you know a hundred years later and not feel the need at all to say oh and by the way you know slavery's bad uh or to show that one side had you know mor moral superiority you know i was thinking like if, if someone someone made like a heist caper movie and set it during uh, World War II. And you just have your heroes, you know, crossing, you know, between back and forth between, you know, the Allied and Axis forces and just like, you know, you, you, you see you see the Nazis coming and two guys on the side of the road, they're like, down with, uh, down with, um, down with America, down with the, the Allies, uh, hooray for... What's the name of that guy? Oh, it's Hitler. Okay, Hitler. Hooray for Hitler. Uh, and to make, you know, no no distinction, to, to put it in World War II, but not say anything at all about World War II, other than it's dangerous to be in a battle. Like, that's, that's like, my takeaway. Like, to have, like, the last scene of battle be... Like Clint Eastwood walked through, sees a dying Nazi uh, who got shot, hand him, put, 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 Clint Eastwood puts his coat over the dying Nazi. The Nazi uh, passes away. Clint figures out, you know, well, let me take my coat back. He doesn't need it anymore. No, nope, I'm going to leave it on him. I'll just take his coat and walk away with it and wear that coat for the next three movies that are made in this series. Like, it's just so, so strange to see it set in the Civil War and be so morally vague. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm beating this to death, but if you if you if you watch the if you watch the movie, you'll see what you know what I mean. You know, there's the bad guy, the the bad from the good, the bad, and the ugly. He's uh, some sort of ranking. Uh, soldier 
in the Union Army, you know, representing the North, and he's like watching a prisoner camp of uh, the prisoners, the rebel prisoners, and he's he just beats the shit out of them and takes their money and runs this nasty campaign, uh, stealing their stuff and giving it to his spies to go, you know, turn into money and stuff. And it's like, wow, they like the only hint at which side is better or worse is that the union, <laughs> the bad guy works for, for the union. He's a union soldier and they do make a point, you know, his, his superior knows that there's bad stuff going on and he dedicates his life to arresting union soldiers who abuse people. So they weren't trying to say that like the union soldiers were all evil, nasty people, but it's just so, so freaky to see American history just used as a, a set piece in a story. So, I don't I I beat that point to death. I really enjoyed the movie. Like I said, every every scene was great. There's great one-liners. There's this running gag where like uh there's this point where uh, it's just like there's two kinds of men or there's two kinds of things like when the when uh, Clint knows he's about to be attacked because he hears someone spurs and and then when they jump through the door, he knew they were coming. He shoots him dead, but then the other guy comes through the window and then jangles his spurs to get Clint's attention. And he's like, there's two types of spurs. Those that come through the door and those that come through the window. And then later, when uh, Clint's got the gun, and he says, there's two kinds of men, those with bullets in their gun and those who dig. Uh, I just, I love that theme. I want to, I'm going to start adding that into my life that, that, that there's two types of people, uh, and just be a complete asshole about it. Cause that's how I roll. Cause you all are assholes and you deserve a little, little ribbing. So that's it. This movie, uh, two and a half or so hours long. It's, it's a joy to watch. Uh, you get to the end, you're happy. Uh, the music's really crazy. Um, but you already know that because you know the theme song. So my next movie, I got a, I got a quote from the next movie I'm going to watch. Here you go. I bet you're the kind of guy that would fuck a person in the ass and not even have the goddamn common courtesy to give him a reach around. I'll be watching you. All right. So as you all know, that's a quote from a movie. I did put that on the board. I'm probably going to add that to every... It may even be in the startup song. It'll definitely be in every podcast from now on. And it may be It may be the new startup song. Hold on, let me... Let's see. Let's practice. I bet you're the kind of guy that would fuck a person in the ass and not even have the goddamn common courtesy to give him a reach around. I'll be watching you. Yeah. Yeah, that feels right. That might be the new intro. I did want to, I did want to, there's a quote from uh, Django Unchained, speaking of Quentin Tarantino, um, where Sam, Samuel L. Jackson, Sam, Sam as I call him, Sam, my friend, Sam Jackson, is, uh, I don't want to give it away, 
But as as I remember, as I remember it, he says, "Sweet Jesus, let me kill this fucker," or "No, sweet Jesus, let me kill this motherfucker." That's how I remembered it in my mind, and I thought, "Well, that's a great intro sound effect. Let me go. Let me go look for it." And then I realized, wait a minute, he probably doesn't say. He probably doesn't say motherfucker. He probably says the N word. And then then I had my daughter look for it and it's it's the N word. So I'm sad because I can't I can't use it on my podcast. Because god damn it, I'm not gonna use that on the podcast, right? Am I right? Am I right or am I right or am I right? You know, the broadcast doesn't need that kind of uh struggle. I'm not uh, I'm not dying on that mountain. So I'm gonna go watch Full Metal Jacket. It's on Netflix right now for free. If any of you assholes are still paying for Netflix, it's a good thing uh, to watch if you are paying for it. And if you're not paying for Netflix, then uh, then don't watch it on Netflix. All right. I think that's it. I'm going to uh, seek my entertainment elsewhere. to give him a reach around. I'll be watching you.